just a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a quip. It's just cadals. Pero pepo. A pepo pop pop. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Witty Banter, episode number 75. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. Joining me today, we have the long, tall Texan, Hunter Dorsett. What's up? Hunter's number being two back to number one? <laughs> no, I'm number two in the lineup. Number two, I mean, but number one of the second place <laughs> contenders? Glad number, to be here. Number three, we have Max Jeez, Scott, man. who's definitely in the third position for a reason. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Maxi Bronze Medal. That's what they call me. <laughs> Maxi, Maxi Low Podium. That's what they say. Cool. Nice to be here, I guess. How's it going? Hey, guys. It's going well, man. Um, this is episode number 75. We're a 25. I was like, a quarter. That's not right. No, it is right. <laughs> We're 25 episodes oh. away from 100. Ooh. I know, man. This is, we, we, used to, we used to age this show according to its episodes. And mm-hmm. it is officially old man status. It's it well is. beyond its senior years. It can apply for... Um, Social security and stuff. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, is that It's fifty nine. Yeah, we got. We could have been cashing in these <laughs> checks for uh, what? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Sixteen episodes. That's right. Right. Yeah. Jeez. All right. We just recently went to Witchcraft and blew that place up with beer. We bought so much beer that we're going to be reviewing on this these next few shows. I'm really stoked about the one we have today. I also want to mention. There were several um, beer suggestions from Twitter and from our website, WittyBanterShow.com, that we looked for, and we literally couldn't find any of them. But I we're know on the prowl. We're, we're on the prowl, yeah. Please yeah. send in your beer suggestions at WittyBanterShow.com. We're going to look for them, but if you've got mm-hmm. one in there recently, uh, we're, we're wiping the slate clean right now because we couldn't mm-hmm. find any of them. Totally sucks, yeah. but that's all right. The one we've got today, Hunter, we need an introduction. How's it going? Uh, yeah. Uh, why do I yeah. say Hey, my name's Hunter. Yes, uh, my Hunter. favorite fruit is apples, man. <laughs> so when I was looking at this online, um, I couldn't find anything. And then uh, it was just on the, it was on the beer the whole time. It was on the bottle. The last place you think you're looking. So this is, I'm going to call it the doozy. I don't think that that's actually how it's called. It's spelled D-O-U-Z-E. It might, be, it is, it might be a play on the style Goza. And be Doza because it's got sea salt in the beer, but it's classified as a pale ale. So I have no fucking clue. That's what I was going to say is it says on the top, a Jurassian salty and fruity golden ale. But when I was trying to do some research, they clearly labeled it as a Goza. And mm. I think that you're right. I think that that's probably that was some good intuition on your yeah, part. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Um, but but hey just guys. to say, this is important. <laughs> 6.5% alcohol by volume, and it's brewed in Switzerland by BFM Brewery, which is an acronym for a, a name that I don't even want to try to pronounce. Basic but, fondling of males. Yes. Yeah, you got it right, yeah. I love that Your brewery. pronunciation was perfect. So, <laughs> on, the, on the bottle it says, The Fleur de Sel de Gourand, a, sea, a noble sea salt from the something in France, is used <laughs> to accentuate the flavors of this very special ale. Pair it with green poultry curry... Or seafood. So, I'm excited for this one. It's we got a g- cool-looking bottle, first That's, of all. That's, I think, what drew us to it immediately. Yeah. It's a little short, little little fat, stubby bottle. It almost looks like one of those old-school old like, beer brewery. If everybody's played Street Fighter Four and they've been to the brewery stage, and they've got those big brass-looking contraptions, that's what it kind of looks like. 
I was wondering how you were going to connect Street I've never Fighter heard of that game before. What is that? My I'll mind is a constellations of metaphors waiting to be plucked, <laughs> strung just together. Waiting. I just imagine you have like a sea of sticky notes above your computer that you're just looking at waiting to try to connect. Yeah, basically. Uh, so I, it, when you pour it, it's, uh, it's, got a, it's not very filtered. It's got a lot of just floaty, yeasty particles in it. And um, it's a pretty yellow amber. I had no head whatsoever on mine. Neither did we. Yeah. Absolutely uh, none. There's like a little white ring foam froth on it, but that's about it. And you, when you smell it, it smells a little Belgian-y, honestly. It smells a little Belgian yeasty. Yeah. Well, I was not a fruity that. golden ale. Yeah. I'm excited for it. <laughs> this might be right up your alley. Well, well this is nice because alley. it seems like it's a nice mix between Chase's. Uh, Chase, apparently you've been feeling the Gosa lately, right? Oh, yeah. The beer I bought for the special we're going to be doing soon is going to be really tough <laughs> for everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> and then, yeah, Max likes his Belgian. So. It's like when our worlds collide, we make this beer. So let's see if that's gross. <laughs> have you guys really tasted good. it at all? I don't know. Have you tasted it yet? Tried a little bit of it, but let me get a second one. Here. So it's supposed to have sea salt in it. And like, I don't know much about the Goza style. It's just recently come in vogue again. But a lot of the Gozas have a salty brininess to them, which is why I find them so interesting. I don't really have, I haven't gotten much of that yet in this one. Right now I'm getting more like peach and stone fruit uh, as far as like, what? What is a stone fruit? <laughs> a sto- that's like, that's like a basic uh, descriptor. I don't know if it's an actual fruit, but when you say stone fruit, it's one of those keywords that like, I know what the, the flavor is being talked about. I don't mm-hmm. know. See, it's, yeah, it's, it, that it's one of those keywords where you should know what <laughs> That was the keyword like. that I don't know how to review beers. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, I actually get that one from wine. Um but yeah. no, like to me it's it's fruity and it's crisp and it's got kind of like a a little bit of funk at the very end, like a little funk and bitterness. Um and I and and there is a like a bubble gummy, maybe a bit. I don't know. I might be trying to pull too much out of it's it right now. Like oddly subdued in yeah. a way that you don't kind of expect that cuz I think at first when you drink it and you smell it Again, you're looking for things like that, like peach or apricot, those sort of very warm golden fruits and things like that to kind of spark out at you and maybe some bitterness. But it almost like it's not that it's short, like the flavor profile is there, but at no point is it ever really punctual when you try it, which is interesting. Punctual. What do you mean by that? (laughs) Like it's not ever, you know, there's no like, oh, dude, but the finish is like where it hits you or the beginning is like there and it softens up. It comes or and any it brightness. goes. Yeah, it just like slides right in. It's an Irish goodbye. It slides right <laughs> up. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jason's so, like, it definitely is. Trust so, me. I mean, just, yeah, from the taste, I mean, I get a lot more of the, the golden ale, the Belgian. Um, I, I get the little hint of bubble gumminess. It's surprisingly smooth and... I feel like with crisp, I almost think when I think of crisp, I think of like more a little bit bitey, but thin. Mm-hmm. And with this, I feel like yeah, it's really smooth and like it's almost got a weight to it, like yeah. in that sort of sense. Because I don't feel that. But yeah, I mean, for considering that it it like made an, a very big strained effort to say it's Jurassic and salty, and that they have this super special French salt that they're putting in it, I don't really get. I mean, a whole lot of that. So a little little taken by surprise. But I like the beer. I, I mean, just all in all, it's a good, tasty, solid beer. I don't know if I've ever had a, a Swiss beer before. Mm. Yeah, me neither. I didn't even know they made beer. I just thought they <laughs> ate, like, fish and hair. They did the cheese. They did the cheese and they were done, I thought. Yeah. 
Those are major contributions in the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump into the news. This is Witty Banter. All right, guys. I had there's been a lot of news actually. I had like six stories, and we'll probably not get to them all, but uh, a few of them are quick, and a few of them are not quick. The first one comes from the DailyMail.com, and the title is "iPhone 7's new slogan translate to quote This is penis end quote in Cantonese." Oh, there we go. And so this is a solid start. I'm going to paraphrase the article and just tell you guys about it. It's a really short news thing. But basically, the word for seven in Cantonese. So, like, basically in China where it's being advertised, most people speak Mandarin. But in Hong Kong, they speak Cantonese. And in in this specific uh, dialect, when the like the uh, symbol for seven is the same symbol for penis. (laughs) <laughs> and or like it's very similar and like uh, apparently with that language just tone and how you say a word will change the meaning and seven and penis are basically just like a real quick little tone away so everywhere <laughs> you see the iphone 7 ads right now it just says this is penis <laughs> and all That's of the all the people in hong kong are like this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> is that the slogan this is seven that's, that's kind of yeah, lazy that's their market yeah, this is, is seven. it really this is seven that's lazy yeah it is kind of lazy i mean it's am i being honest this is penis would be more creative <laughs> <laughs> but that's I funny mean, do they have any uh, outfalling like they are there any videos made there's just the- i mean it's just basically the internet just making memes and doing awesome you know penis jokes so yeah why don't you well, go type in this is penis in google folks and see what you can find <laughs> Be careful though. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's not like a it used scary to be. Suggestion there. It's mostly just phones now. A little nefarious. <laughs> yeah. All right, this this next one's even more absurd. It, this one comes from CNN World. Italy's Supreme Court rules public masturbation not a crime. Wow! Really? Wow! Like not, in, not in any. <laughs> not in wow. any way. Italy's highest court has ruled that masturbation in public is not a crime as long as it is not conducted in the presence of minors. The decision came down from the Italian Supreme Court in the case of a 69-year-old man identified only as, quote, PL, end quote, who was caught masturbating in Catania, a city on Sicily's east coast. The man was convicted in May 2015 after he performed the act in front of students on the University of Cantonia. (laughs) On stage. Yeah, Cantonia campus, according to documents filed with the Supreme Court. The man was sentenced to three months in prison in order to pay a fine. Wow, we. Um, so I guess that just throws public indecency right out the door, right? Like there is no such thing. You as can public just indecency. be nude. Yeah, you yeah. can be nude in public now. In right? Italy, Italy. Oh, in Italy, yeah. Yeah. Oh god. I mean, this is just an Italian thing, right? Yeah. Hold on. I wonder if you can masturbate, but you have to not be nude because they don't. They like, don't have any uh, nude. You have a modifiers on, on here, and you're just banging it. Right? If you if you have a sock to catch it. Yeah, oh be yeah. <laughs> sanitary is all Italy is really. But you got to yeah, if you got a container to d- deposit your wad, I mean it's fine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like those like uh, bags for cleaning up dog poop are everywhere, but they're just jizz bags now. I'm just imagining like the Italian police coming up and like coming up to a guy who's masturbating and be like, "Hey." And he's like, "It's okay, officer. I've got a hanky here. Yeah, I got to like, catch this." Oh, man. That's ridiculous though. I mean, seriously. Because like so there I mean they're saying there's absolutely no repercussions for masturbating. In yeah, public. I'm reading through the rest of it here, and it's like judges ruled that public masturbation out of the presence of minors is no longer deemed a criminal conduct. And oh um, 
In light of this ruling, the, co- the courts overturned this guy's case, and public masturbation remains a criminal offense in many other parts of the world, is what it says. And the judge oh, blew a huge load. Yeah. <laughs> and the judge was just beating it on stage. Like, it's about fucking time we did something about this. He's like, sup, guys, you want to see my gavel? <laughs> That's so weird, man. What do you that think? Is really, I mean, like, really outrageous. Oh, do you think dude. people? I, I can only imagine the protests that are going to be staged. Like, do you think we're going to have just rings of people oh, jerking off in front of the jerks, man? It's going to be huge, fucking just like the new coin of a circle jerk, but like the biggest ones you've ever seen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was in world records. It's just, yeah, I would never expect to see this uh, from like a female. I'm not surprised at all that it was like started with an old man, and I feel like only old dudes are going to be the ones jerking off in public. You know? Yeah. Yeah, those are the only people that want to jerk off in public, dude. <laughs> I mean, there's probably yeah. Hunter's like, hold on, man. <laughs> he's like, are you booking a ticket to Italy right now? <laughs> I uh. Um, do you yeah, guys? I mean, do you, how do you guys feel about this though? Should it be a criminal offense? Should people be able to just no whip you it out? Jerk off in public? <laughs> no. That's not, how does that no. affect your life, Max? It's not hurting anybody. Yeah, you know what? Well, there's that's, there's a truth to that. I was thinking about it's a it, preference though. thing. I mean, I'll play like now that I think about it, like I don't really think that masturbation is anything that's inherently like sinful or wrong or you know. I I think that there is a certain amount of a certain amount of acceptance that should be provided, but straight up saying that everybody can do this if there's no kids around. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this you're just, opening up the door too much. It was fine keeping it closed and letting the people slip through, slip through. It right? really like, hyperbolizes yeah. the difference too in perspective between like America and um, and 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 Europe. I mean, you Europeans can't even, love jerking you can't off. Even be a guy and walk into the girls' bathroom in Houston, and now you can go in Italy and you can go. Just a quick jerk off in a woman's bathroom. Yeah, you can go to a woman and pull out your dong, (laughs) beat off, and it's not an offense anymore. Well, that might be considered harassment. Harassment. I was going to say, do you know how fucking hairy? Yeah, no pun (laughs) intended. These lines between harassment and just public (laughs) masturbation are going to be. She walked into me, masturbating. I didn't do anything. It's one thing if he's going to sit there and masturbate, but if he looks at me and he does it, and he's pointing it at me. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I mean, where is the line? Because clearly they, they still got to be able to uphold like like harassment, battery, sexual uh, molestation. Like these these have to continue to be crimes, right? So yeah. like they're on a slippery does... slope, man. Who knows? Oh, no, the slippery slope. I feel bad for every like like theater. <laughs> there, dude. Anybody who has to go back in and clean up a theater afterwards? <laughs> yeah, the, the workers. People are going to be jerking it in there all the time. That is going to be jerk festival for Maybe that though. was like the main counter argument for the. <laughs> but what if we want to go into a theater and get off? Yeah, right. Are you going to tell me I can't? Who's never had a good wank in a theater? All right. <laughs> Can you all look me in the eye right now? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just too far, in my opinion. Well, and, you know, but I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Italy. Breaking ground, I guess. Yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> why, is it, why is it an Australian accent? <laughs> why not? <laughs> All right, oh, this man. next one comes from Gizmodo, and it reads, The feds say, stop using the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. And it says, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission just released an official statement about the exploding Samsung Galaxy Note 7. The CPSC is urging all Galaxy Note 7 owners to stop using their devices. More importantly, the commission also said that it is working with Samsung to formally announce an official recall of the Galaxy Note 7. I just want to throw this out there real quick. Uh, Apparently, these phones are blowing up. Yeah, you didn't know that, dude? It's fucking insane. They're like... 
There's like 39 or some like absurd amount of cases. Enough for you to like, somebody had one at work and was like, yeah, this is technically the phone that blows up. To where I literally, I left the room. I was like, dude, I'm not fucking. <laughs> How big is the explosion? I'm not going to die today, huh? How big is the explosion? I, I mean, mean, I would just If imagine... it's near your face, who knows? Or if it's in your hands, you're yeah. losing your hands or your face. Or your dick, depending <laughs> on where your fucking phone is. There was a motif of dick throughout <laughs> this episode. Can so you guess far? the theme of the episode? It was dick. We're going I mean, off to the ima- low-hanging fruit. I would imagine <laughs> it to just sound like short circuit and like fry. Yeah. But to straight up just explode, like I didn't, I didn't think that it was made of combustible materials. Like, the fact that it's not an actual, because like the recall is voluntary, and I guess they're working to make it like a non-voluntary recall, like an actual recall. Because you can, like, now they're, they're pretty much saying now, like, hey, you don't, like, have to trade your phone back in. We'll give you a new phone. It does it's technically blow up. It's certainly going to explode, but it but might. there's a pretty solid chance that it might. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, that's not cool. People are going to fucking die, dude, or at least get fucking maimed. Yeah. Being on the road and your fucking phone explodes? <laughs> I don't know how we've gotten to that point. I thought you were saying blowing up like it was getting popular. No, oh, not at all. The this feds are like, yo, guys, this phone is blowing. <laughs> yeah, uh, we get it. You're fucking egotistical, dude. Jesus. We have got quantifiable <laughs> research. Yeah, oh, That's just too strange. This is a strange week of news so far, but I like it. Yeah, man. All right, this next one is pretty cool. This comes from the MIT Technology Review, and it's not like a super... It's not a news story that's just giving you the facts right away, so just bear with me. But self-driving cars can learn a lot by playing Grand Theft Auto is the title. And it says spending thousands of of hours playing Grand Theft Auto might have questionable benefits for humans, but it can help make computers significantly more intelligent. Several research groups are now using the hugely popular game, which features fast cars and various nefarious activities, to train algorithms that might enable a self-driving car to navigate a real road. It says there's little chance of a computer learning bad behavior by playing violent computer games. But the stunningly realistic scenery found in Grand Theft Auto and other virtual worlds can help a machine perceive elements of the real world correctly. So apparently they're using Grand Theft Auto's streets, traffic system, and geography to let machines go in there and learn how to self-drive and like practice their algorithms. There's got to be like a better game for them to play. How yeah, are there not other fucking race car games or GTA. any sort of driving game that doesn't also involve, or involve like murdering humans? <laughs> well, I see mean, what I they're what, it, yeah. what they're doing is they're like they're taking pictures of like the streets in Grand Theft Auto because I mean Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, by the way, it's Grand Theft Auto Five. I don't know if I said. Okay. Yeah, the, the, yeah, I, the I think it was the latest one. You know, it's basically a one-to-one recreation of Los Angeles, and to. To not sneeze at anything they've done, like that is the most impressive game when it comes to uh, simulation that's pretty much ever been made. Like the traffic systems and all that are fucking solid, and I don't think they're like just putting the the computer in there and like letting it play with real people as much as they're like, all right, what we're gonna basically put the AI of our car into the AI of one of the cars in there and make it learn. And like they put a cam- an actual camera on it in the game, and then the camera of the machine learning car is like taking in all the buildings and the pedestrians who are co- crossing and the cars and all that. And it's just learning how to drive. Yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. That, I think that speaks a lot for the caliber of that game. Dude. That's that's honestly why I put it in yeah. there. Like, all right, that's cool. But this game is so fucking impressive that like, yeah. this is what it can be used for. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean that, I, I don't know. I'm surprised. I, I mean, the first thing that I was thinking of is like, we're just training cars to react to super crazy shit going on around you. 
Hey. But I mean, it, but I mean, it does speak to the the fact that if it's extremely well simulated reality, I mean, that's dope. Yeah. All right. This le- this next one is uh, a little bit in left field. It's fifty years ago. Oh, this comes from NPR. The title is fifty years ago. Sugar industry quietly paid scientists to point blame at fat. And this is going to be our. Sense. I've heard about this. This is awesome. I was just thinking about that today. That's weird. In the 1960s, the sugar industry funded research that downplayed the risk of sugar and highlighted the hazards of fat, according to a newly published article on JAMA Interna- Internal Medicine. The article draws on internal documents to show that an industry group called the Sugar Research Foundation wanted to, quote, refute, end quote, concerns about sugar's possible role in heart disease. The SRF then sponsored research by Harvard scientists that did just that. The result, the result was published in the New England Journal of Medicine in 1967 with no disclosure of the sugar industry funding. There's a lot of information here. I more just wanted to bring it up in a passing glance sort of way to just show how dubious any, like, just, just anytime I hear, like, well, studies say this or uh, this, this uh, poll points to that, I'm like, I don't fucking book care. I don't believe yeah. anything you tell me, you know? Yeah, it's true. The only thing you know is like what affects your own body, really. I mean, that's like the best knowledge that you have. How did you feel after you ate that? (laughs) It just sounds so like from the get go, incredibly skewed to have a company that's called the Sugar Research Foundation or whatever. It's so obviously skewed to where they have a benefit in sugar being okay. You know, like. Yeah, it sucks that they, they went to, like, Harvard, and they kind of were complicit in it. They're like, we need you to find these results. I'm like, all right, we found them. Thanks for the money. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah, a paid experiment will turn out that way a lot of the times. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like, I've, 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 I've actually heard a lot about this and how there was, you know, there was all this, all this stuff coming out about how fat is just so bad for you and you got to stay away from fat. And then they, they just secretly put sugar in everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it it's... Very, I mean, we're not going to say cause because I think you have to go through a lot of information to show cause, but it's highly correlative how much sugar started becoming a part of everyday f- food mm-hmm. and how obese we're getting as a nation. Yeah, dude. And it's horrible. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a crime. What would yeah. you guys say breaks down like the essence of having a healthy diet? Because that's what I was saying. I was thinking about, I was thinking about this earlier today about like what. Oh, let me add it, man. Yeah. yeah. Dude, like for real. My, I mean, in the simplest way possible, I'd say like if somebody was to ask me, like, how do you try to eat to make sure that you stay healthy? A few like, bullet points, right? Yeah. I always would say like I try to drink as much water as possible. That's nice. a good one. Awesome. I try to make my like sugar in count as low as possible. And those yes. are my two. Those are like my two bullet points. There's like I need to funnel everything out of my system as much as possible with water. And when it comes to like fats or proteins, it's 100 percent dependent on who you are slash what you want out right. of your diet. So, yeah, I mean, so. I just basically look at like your daily intake, look at it as like a pie graph. And there's there's basically like five colors, five categories. And depending on what you want, those can like kind of change how much of the pie graph they're taking off but generally what you want is like 45 percent protein um another i'm I'm not gonna be able to give you fucking accurate numbers here actually but (laughs) you want you want like four to five good fucking servings of protein you want like four to six good servings of vegetables you want like two servings of carbohydrates and like complex ones and that's where you get your sugar that's Mm that that's where you get your sugar and then you want like two to three servings of good fats like avocados and nuts 
Eat as much fucking olive oil as you want. Yeah. Egg, egg yolk. Drink olive oil. <laughs> Chase gives himself an olive oil pass. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Olive my, oil Williams. My mom, like, uh, one of the biggest things she combats is the uh, stereotype that fat is bad for you, like you're saying. And when she was competing and doing well in her, in her body, in her uh, figure contest, like, she would eat literally as much olive oil as she wanted because it's like, you know, and this might just be her body, but it just it made her healthier, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I followed, I followed Chase's understanding too. I mean, it's, I, I, I the, the water one's a really good point. Yeah. For 90% plus water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just demonize the shit out of sugar. If I can point to a thing and see that it has sugar in it, I'm going to be like, ah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Um, yeah. I mean, then, dude, a single yeah, Dr. I mean, Pepper has like 45 grams in it. That's I know. fucking obscene. Yeah, dude, milkshakes. Dude, I drank a chocolate milk the other day and was like blown away by how much it was like. It said twenty five. Uh, it was like a quart, right? And it was like twenty five grams of sugar. I was like, ooh, that's a lot of sugar. And yeah. then it was like five servings per container. And I was like, I drank one hundred grams of sugar just now. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna die. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, complex carbs. You know, that gives you your energy, and it takes it takes longer to break it down, so it's not just going straight to fat and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, vegetables and. Fruits are like a sugar that's good if you need sugar. Yeah, eat, I forgot to mention fruits. Eat, eat fruit. Eat like a banana or an apple a day or some shit. That's good. Yeah. yeah, but chill yeah, out on the salt. Quit salting your shit, people. Yeah, yeah. Don't that's, add salt. To I stuff. feel like that's the ultimate. Like I'm getting older, so I'm gonna watch my salt intake. Oh, dude. I'm I mean, the it. fact that we just busted out in this conversation with like some pretty good basis of knowledge means that we are having to actually care about what we eat, and that sucks. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. But yeah. yeah. That's that's uh that's good to get it out in the open because sugar is bullshit, man. So you learned it here first, banters. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. Come back for your healthy fucking Updates. guidelines. Yeah. Oh man, that's all the news okay. I got. That's it. That's that it. was we, six. That was all six. That was six. Well, like three of them were pretty. I mean, they're all pretty light. I don't know. You know, we got dick jokes. Dick got, jokes. Yeah. We got healthy stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got dick. You jokes. better yourself. You laugh. I mean, we got the whole thing on here. All right. Nice. Let's hop on over to halftime real quick, and we will be back to talk about these beers. Yeah. Sounds good. If you want to follow the show once the mics have turned off, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Witty Banter Show. Also, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast and help the show get discovered by leaving a review on iTunes. And finally, steer the conversation by sending a question to wittybantershow at gmail.com or suggest a beer for us to review by going to our website, wittybantershow.com. That's enough plugs. Let's get back to the show. It's like an unsure. <laughs> fucking call an ambulance. Uh, yeah, I decided to go against the beep halfway through it, and then it ended up being very weird. What do you guys? What do you guys think about the the doza? I don't know. Max has definitely had the most. I think of us. This beer is good. I mean, it's super nice and like easy to drink. There's not anything like really that crazy about it i think it's kind of just got a nice smooth heavier feel to it for being such a light beer it has kind of like a big wave sort of mouthfeel to it um it's good dude like apricot sort of flavors in there um apples things from like an orchard tree i would say i think this this is one of the more unique ones we've had honestly really i think this has got a really strange flavor profile 
it hits me like I can taste. I think apricot is the way to go. Mm-hmm. It starts with <laughs> like you. this crisp apricot. Then there's like just a bit of salty spice funk. The salt is coming out now. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to say that to you. Sorry. No, oh, yeah, it's got some of that, and then it ends kind of bitter, and it still has that Belgian yeast smell, and that smell also carries through to the the profile, and it almost feels almost like a saison. It's smooth and it's easy to drink because it's only six point five percent alcohol, but uh, it's got all. And that's just a weird combination. I will say the combination is a tad strange. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of weird to make it make something of it. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's just. It, it it's hard for me to put my finger on a specific thing for this because I have trouble drawing out specific notes like apricots and apples. Stone fruit? Uh, yeah, stone fruit. I'm sure it's there. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> no, take but uh, I can't take, I mean, I can't tell you just the way that, you know, when I drink it, it's just, it it's goes down really easy. It's very crisp. It's like a Pilsner... That has more character in a way, I guess. But it has like, you know, it has that a little bit of that golden Belgian yeasty bubblegummy flavor. Um, and I like it. I feel like I would be underwhelmed if I didn't know that it was from Switzerland. But I feel like, <laughs> but it's just so exotic, you know. Like, yeah, now it just has. I'm like, oh, nice they, meant, feel. they they know how to get beers meant right. to do this. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think it's a pleasant surprise. I I probably could go with a little bit more, just straight up flavor. I I don't get a whole lot of it, but but yeah, I like it. I it's a good beer so far. I feel like we've been pretty uh, we've been thick and thorough on this one. Each each time we've talked about this beer, it feels like we're about to put a number on it. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go on and move on to our segment. This one is something that we haven't done, and we'll need to like create a name for it. But here's the idea: we just recently did a create your own six pack of witty banter beers, mm, and I think yes. creating your own six pack of beers is a fucking blast because it's just like, what is the amalgamation of beers that I'm gonna in, that I like that I want to try, maybe haven't had a ton of that's gonna give me like this awesome little package. So what I want to do is I want to start creating a build-your-own six-pack of different topics. And the first one is I want to create a build-your-own six-pack for heavy metal songs. This is like a Kickstarter for like if you're going to introduce someone into heavy metal, what are the six songs we put in our six-pack? And I think we should all do these together, like come up with a... Like let's make one big six-pack? Yeah, like a cohesive sixer that we all agree on. Six-pack. Okay. Okay. I like where this is going. Okay. I like I it. I think this really, is a good good segment. Way to spring yeah, this one on us. It's a was, good one. I was nervous because I thought you were going to ask me to like build a six pack beer off of like my yeah. six beers. And I was yeah. like, I can think I of six beers. I thought you were going there too. I can and I think was like, of six man. beers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 shit. <laughs> so, no, good. I'm actually well more versed in heavy metal songs. So. The, yeah, so the idea is here is here is like someone who doesn't listen to metal says, like, How should I get into metal? And this is the six pack mm-hmm. we built for him. Okay. Right. How I want to start a kick off maybe the first one is I feel like we have to represent Metallica. Yeah, but where in Metallica's <laughs> lineup? Because if you talk to me and Chase, we're both pretty good Metallica fans. I'd say Chase probably has a bitter history with it or a better history than a I bitter do. History. I mean, it's a bitter, better history than or like with them than I do because I really always stuck to like the earlier like thrash 
Metallica metal. I like those songs a lot. I thought mm-hmm. those were super sick. Dude, the riffs were just fucking insane. And obviously, like, Creeping Death and all those sort of things on there. Yeah. Like, but I, and that's actually a good point. Like, my favorite songs, I'd say my favorite Metallica song would probably be Creeping Death. But I don't know if that's a good... Like entry point. Chase loves that one too. Creeping Death is great. And if we're going to do Metallica, I'd want to go further back. I think the Black Album is like maybe you could find a song on there instead, but that might be a little too hard rocky for the metal introduction. But I would say. Metal across the way that it should be. Yeah, if you're going to do the heavy metal six pack and you're going to show someone metal, I think Master of Puppets is just so important to the, the genre. That That's what even I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, even though that Creeping Death and all the other songs are awesome, I still think like Master of Puppets is the quintessential, not only Metallica song, but also the metal song of that like time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like the way I think about Metallica is like kind of the same way I think about Ra- Ra- or, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Where like the, their beginnings were like super important and vital for how how they were considered, you know, because with Red Hot Chili Peppers are super funky and you're like, oh, this is the funk band, and with Met- like Metallica, they're super thrashy and intense. But I really like kind of like the middle section of their career, like yeah, I, like, like I, when they honed their abilities, yeah, and then when they able to pulled kind of- back just a little bit and then made it a little bit more artful. I, yeah, I, I I I think Master of the Puppets is dope. I yeah. think that there's some good, like even some good drum fills from Lars. I mean, we gotta even. He used know. them all on that one track. Yeah, too <laughs> <laughs> for real. But okay, oh, good. Man. Now, what? What do you? Okay. What? What band do we go to next? Okay, so what gets like kind of um, the question becomes like where you put are the songs you're gonna put into the six pack the important songs, or are they going to be songs that maybe like. like people didn't necessarily know too much about and we're trying to say like hey look you've probably been exposed to a look at this b song instead because yeah. this is what's going to kind of bring well you i in. think that beer ends up popping up in the six pack you get the one thing you haven't tried yet or you get you know you get the b side i'm I trying to maybe talk about the b side beer that we might be having here because like just think about all of your favorite sort of like metal bands because mine i mean like, I love bands like Nails. I love bands like Early Man a lot. I wouldn't necessarily say either of those bands const- like contribute a song that I would put into a I wouldn't put a Nails song in the six-pack. I think I that- need something super-duper heavy. My, my, well, see, I mean, super-duper heavy, I don't really... I don't venture into that realm as often. Mm-hmm. I would say that for more obscure, straightforward metal, I would have... And, and I think that we all can relate... I'd have to put a sword song in I it. was going to say, is the sword not an obvious choice? I it, think, I think for the it three is of us. For us, it is. I it's think un- what it comes yeah. down to is everybody's favorite sword song. I think it might be different. Yeah. I well, mean, I, hold on. So here's the deal. I think the sword is obscure enough that they constitute the B-side pick already. So yeah. I think we should pick the best um, sword song. And for that, it's got to be Freya because that's Freya. what got us into the sword. And it's one of the best really? riffs ever. That's I didn't know the sword before Freya, but I I, think, I know, but that was just my first exposure to the sword. Yeah, I like That's Iron Swan as well. Iron Swan is fucking sick. <laughs> and it the, also, they got like, six songs, but Freya's got to be like the entry point, right? You think? I so? feel like that one is the easiest one to digest. I feel like we're already watering down the six pack. I feel like you're already putting back <laughs> the fucking. You're already putting back the IPA. You got two like, this might be bro. too hard, yeah, dude. And you're like, we should probably get another pale ale. And like, dude, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like I was gonna suggest something. All right, which like song? Winter then? Wolves, or I would do Ooh. fucking the Black River, or like the two 
fucking songs that I would put on there. Reasons being is because one, uh, Winter of Wolves uh, shows like like lyrics that are going to be in that and easy to digest and understand yeah. and to follow, which is very important because a lot of people like I will be singing along to like rowdy converge songs or fucking nail songs. And like, I, I want like half the time I know the lyrics cause I looked them up mm-hmm. or I can like kind of dice, like, you know, decipher fucking like heavy fucking like grungy lyrics, you know, and I can feed it and like actually understand it while other people can't. But when you listen to winter wolves or the black river, they both, you can hear precisely exactly what he's saying. Yeah. And you can follow it. And they both have these like storytelling arcs within yeah. them. And that I think would cover that section of a metal song. I'm down know. to cast my vote for Winter Wolves too. I'll do that. I think that's a good one to put in there. I'll put Winter Wolves in there? Yeah. All right. right. That's a good addition to the six pack. And by the way, witty mm-hmm. banter people, you should t- check these songs out. This is made for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> Make All your right. own metal six pack for us. Hunter, do you have a direction you want to take us in for the next one? So I would ask, I mean, I, I'm wondering how intense we're considering metal. I feel like metal is, there's some vague boundaries. You know, like when I was when I was working out and I was getting real rowdy and stuff, I would listen to shit that, I don't know if it's even constituted as metal, but it got me hyped. And it was heavy guitar and really intense lyrics and really intense vocals and stuff. Um, what are you Very thinking? fast pace. So like, like... I don't know. Like I used to get rowdy to like Static X and all this <laughs> I'm crazy not shit, but that's Static not. X in my I don't fucking... think that's metal. You know, I, I don't know if that's considered metal. Um, is what's was it that band? Is it Rancid Max that you like? Rancid? No, who am I thinking the fucking of? Fucking punk got, band. From they got, no, 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 no. They got the song at the very end of uh, the Noob, the Poon Noob fucking YouTube oh, short. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I what's oh, the name refuse? of that band? Yeah, dude, let's put a refuse song the refuse. in there, dude. <laughs> refuse. I mean, I don't like. Again, like refuse is the essence of at least when that album came out was like fucking thrash, and they were well, supposed their whole thing was like the new wave of punk was supposed to be is like kind of is it screamo? Yeah, obviously, I definitely like bred into it. It was like right around the beginning time of like when screamo. I'm was only bringing that out. up because I thought maybe that was along the same lines of what you were bringing. Yeah. Do you think that belongs in a in a six pack, or do you want to skate past that one? If you if this six pack was being made to where like we all got to pick one that would like shine and like would be something different, I would put a refuse song in there. Refuse is in my top five favorite bands of all time. Okay. That's, okay. Yeah, I think maybe we should awesome. do that. Then. That's saying something. Yeah, dude. So, so what, what's, I would what's that song name? Uh, it's refused or fucking dead. Is the name of the song? Refused or fucking dead. The refused are fucking dead, and it's wow fucking. Dead. So, <laughs> yeah. well, it's just like the riffs are so interesting, and it's also a band to where like the drums don't have to be so fucking D-list. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, dude? Because I feel like sometimes they just get, they have to fall so behind, especially in like that middle genre of metal where like like you were we were making the joke about Lars, right? Like, dude, what has Lars done yeah. drum wise for the band Metallica? He's probably done a lot in production and mm-hmm. songwriting. He's probably done a lot like that, but like his drums are pretty like not fucking important dude yeah so i would say that in that band like the drums are so fucking independent and in that song the drums are so fucking independent but everything <laughs> everything is independent dude and it all melts together so fucking well and it's so fucking heavy okay that's my personal vote i want to put that in there for myself. we got we got three more beers for this six pack all right yeah. okay i'm gonna we i'm gonna maybe this next one i'm gonna float out there is maybe not the heaviest song but I think it comes from a very important band in the lineage of heavy metal. 
And I think we got to put War Pigs on there from Black Sabbath. Ooh. Yeah, we had to put a Black Sabbath song at some point. Yeah, you know what I mean, I think I so mean, that's too. Just undeniable. And I was gonna play around with that maybe with another metal beer that we put in there about like what we consider metal. I would say like it's undeniable to say like Black Sabbath isn't just the only thing that makes Black Sabbath not metal is purely like it's time snob and time exactly like yeah. the snobs version of like a new wave fucking dude who just doesn't consider purely by listening it not metal but in essence 100 percent they created that helped create that genre fucking yeah they made that genre what it is so you have to consider metal it's not fucking fair dude it's not fair because i i think you could i mean if you really wanted to stretch it you could go back even to led zeppelin yeah i think i think I think that uh, Black Sabbath was definitely the one that kind of like took it to the next level and gave it a lot more like borders and outline, you know? Yeah, I mean, they gave the gallop and just like the heavy riff and some solos in there. And like for me, Led Zeppelin's metal comes more in like the lyrics and like the just intensity of the drums and not actually like the musical style, you know? Right. Yeah. That is another band where fucking Charlie Watts is the drummer, right? For Black Sabbath? The drummer for Black Sabbath is highly underrated. He's so that awesome, drummer dude. is so fucking good. <laughs> it's just on the more like known tracks, he doesn't go off as much, but on like some of the just not even like the non known tracks, just the other songs off of some of these albums. Mm. That dude fucking rips. So it. is War Pigs have to be the vote or do y'all have one more appropriate? I think I, mean, the, I think the other options are like Paranoid, Iron Man, or maybe like Sweet Leaf or NIB, maybe. But I would, I still think Fuck War it, Pigs. Fuck it, my is, moon. <laughs> no, I think that's that's, I mean, that's uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Ozzy himself. Oh, Solo shit. shit. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, I would say War Pigs just because I think Iron Man 1 is too cliche, and I also hate the lyrics to that song. Yeah, it's too the slow. The lyrics in that song are fucking garbage, yeah. dude. They're so bad. And uh, NIB yeah, but is he alive or dead? You know, like... <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you see those thoughts going in his head, bro? Dude, uh, yeah, they're so bad. Um, is he Iron Man? Fucking NIB is cool, but it's just not a known enough song. And okay. Sweet Leaf is War the same Pigs. kind of way. War so Pigs. is that four? That's four. So we've, okay. got, we've got two left. Um, well, I, I put in my pitch for, like, what I wanted my personal song to be. Uh-huh. And I think we've kind of covered the bases on, like, what metal is, right? And, like, we've covered, like, the important songs. I think the, the last bit we can try to do to cover more to, to maybe bring in one more aspect of metal here is the European side of it. Mm-hmm. And with that, we can go with um, like a black metal flavor. We can go with like an industrial metal flavor, like with Rammstein, um, or we can go with like some of the more occult metal as well. Our import. Mm-hmm. This is our fucking import. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Even the war pigs, technically, what? you know, whatever. But yeah, well, <laughs> I like this. Hey, he's American enough now. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, this is out of my realm, guys. I think y'all are going to be able to help more than, mm. than I am. In this so movie. I think Rammstein is a perfectly acceptable uh, consideration. This, the album Mutter is like I've re- I listened, I re-listened to it recently. It's fucking awesome. But I also do... Uh, there is like a huge um, just metal presence of occult lyrics and sort of the dark seedier side of metal. And I feel like there's two ways you can go with that. You can go with like the intense black metal stuff or you can go with like the more poppy digestible version. And if we go with intensity, I feel like Bathory is a good pick. They're from like the 80s and they honestly sound they're like they're like Metallica meets this grittier 
almost like you feel like you're going into battle in like a Viking war when you listen to yeah. these guys. It's pretty sweet. Or if we want to just get occult lyrics into like a pop digestion, we could try to put a ghost song in there. But I don't know if they can stand in this list just on their own. What do you think? I kind of would like something that's as dark and intense as possible. We haven't really gotten into that. Well, yeah, because I think that like thrash and grit is covered for sure. Both of those are done. And what I'm really looking for is like the novelty. Yeah. You know, a little bit. I mean, not not like not, not to completely just bash it and say novelty, but dude, we need our thick porter Yeah, exactly, here, you know? dude. The fucking the devilish, the dark yeah. fucking ritualistic side of it. I'm down. And of course, dude, you know, uh, Switzerland and Finland <laughs> and they have all that fucking covered. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, um obviously, dude, Ghost has put out some really cool new songs. I mm. think that They've been around enough. I think that when it comes to like when you like important metal bands that are coming out now, it's very, you know, who is that? Like, what does that fucking mean? Because metal is such a it's such a genre that can be it's not it was super inventive when it was first you know came about. And there's been some really inventive stuff that's been done with it. But unfortunately, in this time now, it's so kind of easy to recreate because it's such a a lot of the time. So technical Mm -hmm. and recreating things that are technical isn't necessarily like. Yeah, creative. Well, that's so you another get a thing. Lot to, of big that's another thing to think about is like how like I think we need to represent present metal. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, if so we I can, if we can, I think it'd be nice to get an import, a dark, intense metal, and and something that's up to date. You know, I think we've we've definitely been showing that we know a little bit about the history and how it's you know delineated, but we need to get some uh, some up to date metal. Okay. So which, but I think that Ghost would cover all that because yeah. it's up to date. It's imported, and it's it is, it's fuck. fucking Swedish, yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's literally Swedish, yeah. And plus, I mean, Chase loves it. Yeah. Chase is uh, Chase is. A, I mean, ghost. So what what song would ghost you put on? <laughs> if we're gonna, so I would say it has to be off of. Uh, there's plenty of great songs, right? Um, you want to do something that is going to encat like we're we're going for dark here, but you can still get <laughs> real dark with Ghost, and I don't yes. want to put people off. So Opus Eponymous, their first album was the one that I first listened to that was like, hey, I'm going to grab you by the balls and take you into this new world. Um, so two I would, songs off of that album that I would consider for this list. And I'm just and wondering if they're in the if they're the one. I would do Conclavi Con Dio. Me too. Only because that was the very first ghost song outside of like the intro to that album that I ever heard. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that I was so taken aback by like how dark it is, (laughs) but it's 2016. And I understand like that sort of charm of the fucking, the opening line of them literally just screaming Lucifer. Yeah. And me, I literally like when I was, cause it's had such a kind of build up, you know, that it's a gross riff. It comes up. Right. And at first you're kind of like, you know, this isn't like too heavy or whatever. But then when that comes in, you kind of just like, you sit back and you're kind of like released from that sort of buildup and you kind of like laugh to yourself and you're like, all right, let's do this. You know, like you yeah. go along for the ride, right? So yeah. the, I would absolutely do. The tra- yeah, the opening bit of that song like just builds you up and then the way I always feel when I'm like listening to that song is I feel like I am watching something I shouldn't have seen. It's already taken place and like it's like a bad drug trip. It's like I shouldn't have done this, but I'm here now, you know, and yeah. it just like carries you. So yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll add that song. That's five. We have Master of Puppets from Metallica, Winter's Wolves from The Sword, The Refused Are Fucking Dead from The Refused, (laughs) War Pigs from um, Black Sabbath, and we've got Conclavi Condio from Ghost. What is the last bit we're missing here? What is the fucking final beer to complete the six-pack? So I 
I want to throw something in there, and I just want to see y'all's reaction because it is a genre. What about eighties hair metal, dude? He's got that a fucking is a, point. That is a very good point. <laughs> okay, yeah. Dude, there's yeah. All right. okay, <laughs> yeah. No, you need dude. That. You okay, need that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, what's your favorite eighties fucking Iron metal Maiden? Punk? Huh? What about Iron Maiden? Can we start there? Oh, dude, duh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that's definitely where we need to stick for the okay. most part. I mean, I, I mean, there's other ones like uh, like Poison and White Snake and. But it's like, where is the metal line? Because I love Motley Crue. That's my favorite like, fucking '80s fucking metal band okay. for sure. But I'm not sure if I would be like, yeah, put him in the metal. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's like, yeah, take Iron Maiden out and put Motley Crue in yeah, the metal. Yeah, Iron Maiden. Back. I can't rightfully do that. If you Iron hadn't Maiden mentioned Iron Maiden, good. I would have made that fucking pitch. But Iron Maiden is 100% one of the most important. What about like metal Megadeth? bands of all time? Megadeth is another gonna, good option. Dude, Megadeth is cool, but I think like Anthrax. unfortunately we cover nah, them not with Metallica. Yeah, not that Dave Mustaine didn't do some awesome things on his own. That guy's got such a, dude, a odd stain on his career. For real, because Megadeth songs, dude, are oh, fucking <laughs> sick. They're really good. They really are. Man. I fucking listened to the radio the other day, and they had like a like a block of Megadeth on there for like you know four songs back to back, and each one was just like, dude, these riffs are insane. <laughs> But there's just like the delivery just isn't the same as Metallica. So like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> so I've already sucks. kind of forgot the song names, you know, but yeah, it just sucks. But, um, I would have to, my vote is for Iron Maiden. Okay. Um, God, I spend so long since I've listened to them. I'm trying to like think back at, cause there's run for the Hills. That's a good cool. one. It's kind the of trooper. very looking for the guy. Yeah. The trooper is my fucking, one of my favorite riffs of all time. That was one of the yeah. first like riffs That's I ever learned on riff. guitar that I was like, this is cool. <laughs> I feel like I'm a better guitar player. Uh, fucking, I don't know. What else? Is I don't know. Is anything a uh, number of the beast? That's oh, that's a good one. I feel like we should leave that one off, though, because that one's um, a little satanic as well. And we kind of already covered that. Cover it with. Yeah. <laughs> There's. Oh, fuck. The number of the beast is a good one, actually. <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you guys. I think run to the hills is a, is a good one. Um, isn't the one that's like two minutes to midnight or something that's super popular. And Phantom of the Opera, I think, is a song that's really good. Um, I, I'll vote run to the hills. What do you say? Because I love the Trooper, dude. The Trooper is my fucking uh, favorite Iron Maiden song. We have a song. three-way split because I would do Number of the Beast. I I feel like, I feel like Run to the Hills is a little more like ballady. Yeah, Run I, to the, you know, like he's really like he's singing. Run by your yeah, but that's why it covers that that realm of metal music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But I, there's I, anything I, wrong with that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like there's a little bit more of a. Uh, is it? A, is there a gallop in Number of the Beast, right? Probably. There's a gallop in most Iron Maiden songs. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I kind of, I think I like the riff. Run of to the Hills the is a is a straight gallop the whole way. Yeah, through. it's a 100. It's an exhausting song to play. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my vote. Dude, would be Number what of the are Beast. we gonna fucking do? I mean, I want. I would take Number of the Beast over Run to the Hills. Um, can you sell me on the Trooper, Max? Not very well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. All I've been doing this whole time is just fucking thinking about how sick that riff is. And I will say that I will take my my the trooper out purely because that sort of riff is definitely covered by the refused. Where I feel like, well, it's it's a super, it's just a very sharp feeling riff. It's not a very like because that song is actually pretty bright. You know, it's not a very like dark heavy song. It's very bright for mm-hmm. like being such a metal song. Um, I would say that I just. I don't like Run of the Hills as much as I like Number of the Beast. I would say that for my strong second choice, 
I will say number of the beast. That's what I would do. Okay. All right. There it I is. Have a number of the beast in there. Let me write this one in. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna tweet this out later too, man. So I All like right. this. <laughs> nice. And you know, I mean, it, it has some satanic, actual content, but I don't feel like it feels as like it's not going for that feel as much, right? It's just yeah. kind of like yeah, I don't. About it. I don't know how someone who like isn't familiar with metal would feel about it, but even when I was in like high school, the fact that the the chorus is literally six six six, like there's just yeah. something about the way he's saying it that makes you feel like really amped and not really what he's saying, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's our heavy metal six pack. We've got Go Master of Puppets, Winter's Wolves, The Refused Are Fucking Dead, War Pigs, Conclavi Condio, and The Number of the Beast. That's nice. Sick. That's a sick fucking song list. I'm I like it. Make that playlist on my way home. I'm yeah, man. It. All right. Witty Banter Nation, you've got your homework. If you're trying to get into heavy metal, well, there's your six pack. <laughs> send us your six pack. Come on. Send us, yeah, send us your heavy metal six pack. Dude, We'd love to see real, what you man. got in there. Yeah, Tweet at us at Witty Banter Show or email us WittyBanterShow at gmail.com. We want to know what your six pack is. Yeah, I would love to hear that. We'll just go ahead and move on to the, na- the mail corner now. It's it. Got a couple emails. Okay. The first one comes from Dunter Horset. And he says, Hey, nerd turds, glad to hear that you think I'm the best thing since sliced bread. I cannot say that I disagree. The original point of this email was not to toot my own horn, but why not take the advantage of the opportunities I've been given to point out how awesome I am? (laughs) Anyway. If you could ask your pet one question, what would it be? If one question is too limiting, then you can make this a top three. But keep in mind, there are only so many ways to ask, quote, why do you make eye contact with me while you poop, end quote, before <laughs> the audience realizes you're asking the same question repeatedly. Yeah. Till next time, Dunter Bump Dingle Dorset. <laughs> Bump Dingles. Accurate. Yay. <laughs> um, thank you, Dunter, for the yeah. question. This is a good one. I think that I actually very recently was thinking... I saw a dog that was barking uh, because I went over to uh, Blake's house. He just put in his music studio and I had to go around his backyard. And whenever I entered in the backyard, there's a dog on the other side and you know, it starts, it starts barking at me, but then it starts chilling. And then as I'm leaving again, it starts barking again. I'm like, why are you barking at me while I'm leaving? What I'm thinking to myself is what are you saying? Like what, uh, what is the word? Like, Hey, Hey, (laughs) Hey, you know, like, is he just saying hey over and over again? So this is this is definitely something that's crossed my mind. Before. Yeah. I would say, like, I would probably look at one of my cats. <laughs> and I would be like, dude, when I turn... Why are you such an asshole? Yeah, what the fuck is your <laughs> Why are you problem? so fucking self-centered? <laughs> prick. So it has to be a pet, right? It's not, like, just any animal? I mean, I'm sure you don't even and, have a yeah, pet. If, right? Yeah, if you don't have a yeah. pet, then whatever you'd want to ask an animal. Right. You know. But whenever I turn on the projector... And it's on the TV are people walking around. I'm like, yeah. I want to look at this cat and be like, do you think those are fucking real? <laughs> do you know that this is like that? Where like, what are you thinking when we all sit on this couch and look at a bunch of other people walking around? Yeah. Do you think that they are like somebody you can go up and talk to? Do you think it's somebody you can touch? Or do you understand that this is something that we do for like entertainment? That this is what I like to do in my free time. Yeah. I think, and, and I think it's good that you went to a cat. I think cats are so much more interesting than dogs as far as what's going on up there. Yeah, definitely. Because I think like, dogs are yeah. kind of one-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just like, 
we gonna shit on like, dogs I'm, like this? I'm dude? here. No, I, I yeah, love, yeah. Dogs. I, I love. I dogs agree with you. I would hundred percent prefer dogs. But they're probably just like, I love you, and I'm a dog, and I'm here. You know, <laughs> not a whole lot interesting. But I mean, with a cat, there's always that old adage that you know, cats think that they're in charge, and I almost kind of, I'm curious to think like. Do they really like we're picking up their poop and we're giving them their food? What's that? And <laughs> we, pro- we provide them shelter. Like in the Seinfeld episode where he's like, Do you think if aliens look at <laughs> the planet Earth, do they think that dogs and cats just rule us because we follow them around picking up their poop? Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, there is a good argument there. And I would That's just a good be, question. In- I'd just be inclined to be like, Do you think that you're in control? You know. That's a good question for a cat to yeah. try to answer. Do you think you're my master? Yeah. Because <laughs> I got fucking news for you. <laughs> I'm going to beat your ass. Fucking break the glass right there. I think that I would ask my dog. The <laughs> Really the question I think more people have wanted answered ever. And that is, who is a good boy? You <laughs> think you would just sit there and be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> how can I articulate this?" No, but in all honesty, I would probably ask my dog, "Like, are you hungry?" Because I've always found the idea that, like, "Oh yeah, you give them a scoop of food at six a.m., another scoop of food <laughs> at five. What if the whole time they're like, "Dude, what the fuck? I have got to eat. This is yeah, not enough." Me- I see you guys snacking all fucking day. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a good point. What I would wonder is like. Dog food, is it good for them? Do they? I mean, uh, clearly they like human food, but I mean yeah, the regular everyday In and Out kibbles and bits. I mean, are they like? I didn't know In and Out did kibbles and bits. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, I've always because like my dog. I mean, he doesn't look like he's super thrilled. He looks like he's very reluctant to eat. Well, his he's dog. had the same goddamn food for 15 years. You know, yeah, he's just like, yeah. great. Thanks for serving me fucking lettuce again, man. <laughs> awesome. That would suck, dude. A salad every day. Yeah. It's just like, well, you eat this. And he's like, I'm also hungry. You know, we got to know these things. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good question. Do you want some chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got one more question. This one comes from... The one and only Ben Ebig, the champion of Dark Souls 3 himself, and he keeps it simple this week. He says, who do you think makes the best breadstick? Mm. And this bread? is singular breadstick here. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is weird because I don't know that many breadsticks outside of all. I'm not well-versed in breadsticks. You got every pizza place. Oh. Okay, good. Which is yeah, Hunter's yeah, like, that oh, changes. Oh, duh, yeah. I was, <laughs> oh, I, was, I know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was rolling short on breadsticks here. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, I think the answer is obvious. Is it? Yeah. Let me know. Dude, Domino's has the best breadsticks. Okay. For sure. Yeah, all right. Easily. When Domino's revamped into being this new pizza place with like, you know, our shit's not terrible anymore, guys. Please come eat here again. Mm -hmm. All of their stuff had like a precise amount of seasoning on it. The marinara isn't watered down. Very careful. Yeah. Thought out. Exactly. And it's just thoughtfully portioned, too, I think. Oh, thought, what about Domino's is thoughtfully portioned? <laughs> that is like... The breadsticks. It's like a heroin <laughs> shot for fat people, man. What are you talking about? Chase, do you have something? I'm really like, I don't order breadsticks. I honestly, Me neither, honestly. For me, breadsticks are just like needlessly filling. They're great, but like... They taste awesome for a quick minute, and then you digest them so quick that you're hungry again pretty instantly. Yeah, My, my answer is going to be a little boring. And I'm going to say Whole Foods 
and what I'm going to quantify oh, as a breadstick. And this is only because Hubble Hudson is closed. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> Whole Foods is corporate, man. <laughs> but just a big fucking French baguette that's crunchy and crispy, dude. Oh, that's not fair. I didn't know we that's could go a, for a bag that's a of a big bread. old stick it's of a bread. loaf. That's a bread loaf. That's not a stick. It's very, it's a, it's a Dude, big stick. don't even try to fucking underhand me with this one. Because now I look like an asshole who's yeah. choosing Domino's breadsticks over French baguettes. Dude, I'm sorry. I think French baguette is totally on the table, man. Oh, my God. Annie Bake, please tell us if that answer is appropriate or not, please. Because mine's going to be even farther out of left field. Because I want to actually... Wonder bread. I want to give something (laughs) (laughs) that's actually something that I eat. And I'm going to go double Davis pizza rolls. (laughs) Dude, he's got a point. It's it's dough. It's rolled up into a stick-like thing. It just has some cheese and pepperoni in it. Exactly. It's like let me ask you this: If you ordered a bread, bread if you ordered a fucking breadstick from anywhere and they gave you a pizza roll, would you be confused? (laughs) I think you would be. (laughs) If you ordered a pepperoni and cheese breadstick, you might not be as confused. (laughs) That's a good. I mean, yeah, but we're not. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just can't. I I feel like I'm the only one that answered the question. I refuse to say Olive Garden. Yeah, I'm just not going to say the obvious. But that would be the only place that I like would eat breadsticks. I've never right eaten. I've only actually no. I've eaten at an Olive Garden once, and it was a shameful day in my history. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank you for the question, Ben. We got those two awesome questions from the following ways: email wittybantershow at gmail.com and our website wittybantershow.com. Just go there or send us a tweet at wittybantershow, and we will answer your questions. We love listener mail, and we love Ben, and we love Dunter for always sending us questions, and making the show awesome. If you want to steer the conversation, send us a little fucking email. (laughs) A little fucking email, dude. But on to the beer review. Let's put some numbers on this bad boy. I think this beer is pretty interesting. I think it's offering something I've never really had before, and that's its very unique flavor profile. I think it's crisp. It's easy to drink, but it's also got like this salty, spicy, weird, bitter funk that just is in it. And... um, you know, got the fruit and it smells kind of Belgian-y. It's just, I'm, I'm ne- I would have never thought I was going to put all those things in the same sentence. That being said, it's still not like super, like, I'm not going to, I'm not like, oh yeah, this is different and I love it. It's like, this is different and I can appreciate that. But I would still be like, if I had a friend who was at a bar and they were, they were up for something new, I would definitely point them this way. So I'm going to give this beer a seven. Okay. That's, that's the Doza, D-O-U-Z-E. Okay. Yeah. Max, you got it, or you want me to take it? No, I'll take it, because I don't have, like, terribly too much to add to it. Um, you're right, man. I mean, this this beer is, like, surprisingly complex to where you have to try it a few times before you, like, even know that it's complex. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think on my first couple of sips, it was like, okay, I get it. It's, like, mundane, but a nice little, like, fruity tastes in there with, like, a little bit of, like, a saltier, bitter finish at the end, but, like... Everything almost kind of starts separating as it gets warmer and as you drink it for longer. Mm-hmm. Pieces, it becomes more of like piece after piece after piece after piece instead of like this whole one lap of flavor that kind of came through. Yeah. Um, I like the beer a lot. I think it's cool. Um, you can definitely drink it very easily. I would definitely, and it's like not something I like wouldn't recommend to anybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to stick it with a, a 7.5. Okay. A little bit higher than that. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. Max is finally joining the upper echelons of the of the scale. He's starting to become a more optimistic what? beer drinker. What are you talking about? I had two niners like two Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You used to be oh, a fucking yeah. straight six guy and now you're <laughs> Yeah. You're bringing so, it up. I'm coming around. I'm coming around. So I'm going to I have to be authentic and genuine to myself here. And all of like, if I'm going to describe this you beer, you guys are wrong. This beer as a wavelength or a waveform, mm-hmm. I feel like y'all are picking up on the crests and the troughs. Y'all are getting apricot up here. You're getting salty down here. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting any of that. <laughs> I'm going right, like I'm right down the, the middle, middle, right? Where there's nothing. I, I honestly, like I seriously don't pick up on the fruitiness. I don't pick up on the saltiness. I get a little bit of the Belgian, um, and and the little banana bubble, bubble gummy. But as that got warmer, I even lost that. Um, I just feel like it's. It's a it's a salt. I really like the mouthfeel of this though. Mm-hmm. It's it's very smooth. I'll second that. It doesn't stick around. It's not thin as in like biting thin. It's just like smooth thin, um, and it's easy to drink. But that being said, I mean it, it, nothing jumps out at me, and I think that's partially just to blame for the schnoz. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it a seven too. Uh, it's not. It doesn't blow me away, but there's nothing like blatantly that I don't like about it. So I'm gonna give it a seven. I mean, yeah, seven's a good score, man. Okay. Solid. All right. Yeah. Well, it's time to get the fuck out of here. Before I start the plugathon, I just want to mention that I was recently on a podcast called A Link to Our Pass, which is a gaming show where um, this guy interviews people to talk about the games that they grew up on. It was a lot of fun. It's only 30 minutes. It's pretty short. You can find that at wethenerdy.com. Just go to their podcast section and look for A Link to Our Pass. It was a lot of fun to be on that one. It's a cool domain name. Yeah, damn. Yeah, damn, we fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Our name sucks. Uh, but you should probably stick here and just keep on listening to our show as well, which you can find on iTunes just by searching Witty Banter, hitting subscribe, and you'll watch all of our episodes show up in your download queue for free. You can also go to wittybantershow.com to listen to the episodes there, and we're on a variety of Android services also. And if you can't find us on one that you use, just let us know. We'll be happy to get us there as soon as possible. You can email the show, wittybantershow at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at wittybantershow, and you can find our website, wittybantershow.com, for all the other fun goodness i am at bodacious chase on twitter hunter is or max is at probably max changing up his uh twitter tag on me mine got changed (laughs) oh yeah i'm surprised you're (laughs) staying on top of that yeah that's cool i changed i'm uh kind of a really prepared fucking host (laughs) (laughs) go through all our handles again hey good yeah what you like the new one Probably Max. Yeah, I think yeah. Maxie Dangus was pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I, I kind of like that one. I changed it to that because like somebody told me I could change it, and I was like, "What?" And I went on there and I changed it, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck? You can change it." That's I think crazy. probably Max I is is so simple. I'm surprised you got it. And I think whenever you find that, you've typically stumbled yeah. on a good one. Yeah, cool. I like I'll, it. I'll hang on to this one for a little bit. Okay. Try, try this one out the next one. And then, yeah, well, yeah, then, yeah. well, because I tagged both you and Andra, and the whole time I was saying, like, why won't my fucking phone work? And both of you guys changed your Twitter handles. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did it as a group. Keeping it, keep it, it fresh. One. Uh, that's what he banter episode number 75. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Yeah.